Okay, so I'm Jan von Tetzner. Uh, I work for Vivaldi. We mm-hmm. make browsers. Uh, I've been building browsers actually since 1994, so I guess it's, it's what I do. First at uh, Opera and, and, uh, and now at Vivaldi. And um, why do you continue to build browsers? Well, I, I really enjoyed what I was doing at Opera. Um, I was the co-founder of Opera and CEO for 15 years. And, and uh, I, I left the company because of disagreements with investors and I was thinking about kind of what to do when I grow up and actually heading in a different direction. Uh, but then something happened. Uh, I mean, my old company decided to throw away 19 years of work and, and, and kind of start with a different design philosophy. And we had a certain design philosophy at Opera and, and I felt that that was now missing and, and there was a lot of people that had liked our design philosophy and our, and, and our values and they had chosen Opera because of that and they were distraught. I mean, they, they were actually contacting me and asking, can't you do something about it? And well, I was no longer at Opera. Uh, my voice was not being heard there anymore, obviously, because otherwise they wouldn't have done what they did. Uh, so I was left with really one choice. I mean, if, if I want to support those people that supported me and us for all those years, I had to build another browser again. Yeah. So I mean, what was, um, I think I will, what was your, what was, what was your original intention with Opera then? What, why did you do that in the first place? Well, I mean, part of it was just to build technology, but part of it was also uh, that we wanted to build a user interface and a, a software that was allowing people to work in the way that they'd like to do, which includes people that had special needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, my father is a professor in psychology specializing okay. on children with disabilities. So from the very beginning, the thought was, okay, we want this to be usable for the greatest amount of people, meaning you can use keyboard shortcuts, single keyboard shortcuts, because that's good for people that have limited uh, ability to move or or, or the like. We had people with rods on their head Mm -hmm. uh, that were able to use the browser because of that. We put in things like Zoom, which no other browser was doing at the time, uh, making things bigger. And and, and we had abilities to control the the colors and and the like, because people might be colorblind or the like. But part of the thinking was always, whatever we do for one group of people helps others. So even though you might say, okay, the keyboard shortcuts are really important for a certain group of people. For a lot of others, like myself, it was just an, a way to work faster. Mm. Uh, so that's been the principle of this, that we adapt to you and your requirements. What you want is what we build. We had this at Opera and we have it at Vivaldi now. Uh, so building software based on the feedback with close relationship with the end users, which actually means we also have a lot of volunteers helping us. Yeah. We have people that are uh, giving us uh, feedback, that are helping us deal with uh, defects uh, that are being reported. We are having hundreds of people helping us translate to more than 50 languages. Uh, So we have this extremely close relationship with our user base, which is, by the way, one of the reasons why I felt kind of when Opera went in a different direction, that that was not good. So was, is Opera open source or was it just a community of contributors? It it, it was... uh, 
all Provost was open source, yeah. but it was uh, basically we had an open source way of running the yeah, company. For sure. We had this yeah. close relationship with the end users, and what they said mattered, and, yeah. and, and that's how we decided how we would build things and what we would build, besides obviously having a very creative yeah. organization. Just keeping keeping in the past just for a minute longer or so, um, one of the areas where Opera actually was kind of the most successful was mobile, and you already talked a lot about accessibility and keyboard shortcuts and things like that, which are not all achievable on mobile. So did you feel that you took those same steps to make it as usable as possible on mobile as well, and what, what were they? Yeah, I mean, one of the most important things was actually to run on mobiles at all. Yeah, yeah that's very Because enough. when we started working in 1999, the idea that you would have an actual real browser working on your mobile was not the, the case. I mean, mm. you had WAP. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> so the idea was you would have separate content on mobile, which was inferior to yeah. what you would have otherwise. So we we thought, no, 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 we'll put a real browser. So we spent all those resources getting a browser that actually would run on almost no memory, mm. uh, and and uh, which is a major feat. Mm. I mean, to have a browser run on these small older phones, so way before any of the, the, the current day smartphones were in the market, we were able to run on the Symbian, early Symbian phones, we were actually running. Yes, they were smartphones, but I can tell you they were not really made to run software that requires megabytes of data. No, for sure. I, I remember them. I think my one of my favorite phones still remains the Sony Ericsson T68i, which had a color screen and Bluetooth. <laughs> so we were way before our time. Yeah. But part of what we then decided to do, which I think was in many ways our biggest success, was Opera Mini. Yes, yes. And the principle of Opera Mini, if you think about it, is the same. We want to adapt to your requirements. Mm. Now, in this case, the requirements was you have phones that are not able to run a full browser. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. And we think everyone should get access to the internet. So what do we do? We run the browser on the server side, and ah. we run a little application on the okay. client side. And the combination of those means that you actually have a fully working browser for yeah. all practical purposes running on a phone that would hardly run anything else. Yeah. Okay. Sticking in the past for one final question before we move forward to the, the present. So what what did go wrong? What do you think went wrong? What was the cause of it? Was it the because it was a new investment, wasn't it? I think, or no, no, was no, it no. steps before that where you felt like things were going in the wrong direction? Uh, so what went wrong with Opera is that um, we followed a certain pattern, right? We uh, we got investment money actually after five years, mm. so we were on our own for five yeah. years. Then we got the investment money, and when you get investment money, you go public or you sell. Yeah. Uh, so we sold. Sorry, we, we went we went public, right? Uh, okay. And okay. and from that perspective, um, we felt that we were delivering to the investors. We the were also delivering thing. forty to fifty percent of revenue growth every year. We were yeah. highly profitable. Yeah. The problem was that uh, a number of our investors they were waiting for us to. I mean, they, they, they wanted to sell the company. Yeah. They were convinced that the, this 15 years of success of 40 to 50% revenue growth, increasing user base, increasing position in the market had to be luck. Mm. And that you better sell before it's too late. Uh, and, and that was an ongoing fight actually for seven years. Okay, wow. Uh, at which time, <laughs> I guess, draining, I, I, I mean, I got tired, but also more importantly, yeah. the people around me got tired yeah. of this situation. 
So I decided, okay, maybe it's better that I withdraw and, and, and hopefully uh, uh, the new management will yeah. get the chance to build the company. But instead, I mean, their focus was very quickly on selling the company, yeah. which they tried to do uh, for all of time and finally managed to sell the browser to China. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think is not the best yeah. uh, end in yeah. any shape or form. Did a lot of did a lot of people come with you from from Opera to Vivaldi? Or uh, I mean, a number of the people that are working in the company are former Opera people. Okay. The nice thing is uh, the people want to work with me again, uh, and they want to work with each other again. Yeah. There's a very close collaboration yeah. there, and they like what we are doing, so they like doing it again. Okay. So I, I did when Vivaldi first came out. I did try um, the one of the previews I'm not sure which how long ago it was or which version it was um, it was fine I didn't have any issues with it um, it's not my main browser we'll, we'll come back to that later but explain what is the principle of Avali what what are you offering that's different from other browser, browser offerings it's putting you first mm -hmm. right in every way I mean just like we always adapted uh, to the end user before we are adapting to you now so that means we put in a lot of features mm, okay. because we all have different requirements yep. when it comes to features so we put in a lot of them and uh, I can mention a few examples sure. where we are thinking differently. Let's say, for example, with with the history function, in all browsers, seemingly the history is just a list. Yep. We're thinking that's not how our brain works. Our brain works in relations to things. Mm -hmm. You remember, okay, the day I found something really interesting, and it was the day that I was also doing this. Okay. And that can help you find back to that particular content where you don't really remember the name of anything that can help you find it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So searching for it again would take forever. Okay. Uh, so we show the history as day view, week view, month view, uh, as a calendar. We show the top sites from uh, each day. Okay. We also show you statistics. Okay. Uh, meaning that you can see uh, kind of when are you browsing during the day. Yeah. What are you? I mean, you can search if you want to see how much time you're spending on Facebook. Just yeah. search for Facebook, and you can see how much time you're spending on Facebook every day. Okay. All of this is, by the way, it's just presentation of your local history data. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not, we don't want you to know. Yeah. We, we don't want your data. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, um, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yep. So that's one example. Another is, I mean, for everything that you do, we try to have multiple ways to do okay. it. So you can use, uh, you can move the mouse to a certain location. You can also use mouse gestures where you hold down the right mouse button and you move the mouse in certain directions and then performs an action. Okay. You can record your own, by the way, if you like, also okay. to, 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 which you then can assign yeah. to functionality you can use single key or multi-key keyboard shortcuts which can also tailor yeah. uh, we have something called quick command where you can enter commands which will then perform actions so there's a lot of different ways to do things with regards to the interaction based on the fact that we are different and we have different ways. And I remember telling the story at Opera. I would ask people, okay, how do you go back, back in history? Mm. Yeah. Uh, sounds more exciting in many ways than what I'm talking about. But okay, you, 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 and, and you would have five different or seven. If I had a group of seven, I might get seven different answers. Yeah. Okay. And that's really the point. There isn't a correct way to do things. Yeah. There is your way to do things, and, and yours is as good as mine. And so is it a browser that you think is mostly aimed at power users, or will they get the most from it? They will, get, they will definitely get the most yeah. from it. So okay. if you're spending a lot of time on the internet, 
internet, you need Vivaldi. Okay. Uh, if you're uh, only using Facebook and YouTube, you can probably manage with any browser. Yeah. But you might, I mean, I set it up like for my mother and, and, and for my mother and father-in-law and the like. And when I go through the process, I, I for example, we have something called the speed dial where you yeah. have your favorite yeah. sites. Yeah. So you would go and put, show them how you put your favorite sites in there. Maybe they would have a requirement to change the Zoom level, for example. Mm-hmm. So we might do something about that. Or there might be other things that mm. just adapt better to their requirements. So this is, we get the techies directly, the ones that are spending a lot of time that feel confident yeah. enough to download software to their computers. Sure, yeah. And then we get to the others yeah. through them. And what platforms is it currently available on? Uh, Windows, Mac and Linux. And will it also be mobile at some point? Yes. Or, yep. On all uh, two? I mean, we would, <laughs> well, we would start with Android because iOS yeah, is... easier. Uh, so we're working on Android, but yeah. iOS is difficult because Apple doesn't allow competing software. And especially browsers, you can add it, but it's... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the browsers have to be built on their engine, Yeah. which means a lot more work. Yeah. Let's come back to that very, very quickly. Um, when you do have the... that In a minute, sorry. When you do have the mobile client, will you also offer like a synchronization of bookmarks or history or other yes, things as we, well? Yes, we are working on synchronization okay. at this time, so that's coming soon. We are working on the mobile version, which is uh, going to take a little bit longer. Yep. Uh, and, and we are working on adding more features like email. <laughs> uh, this is sounding very much like a company from the past. <laughs> well, you may say that, but uh, most everyone uses email. I know, I know. Yeah. And, and some of them, like me, have a lot of email accounts. But, but you, is it going to be email in the browser or like a Email separate? in the browser. Okay, okay. Which actually, once you get used to it, you don't want to go back. But your, your own email provider, not just presenting? No, other. no, others. Okay, okay. You can use any email provider. We, okay. we, we provide a free email service as well, okay. uh, which you can use today, uh, hosted in Iceland and ad-free. Okay. But uh, that's kind of just a service to our users. Yeah. I mean, anyone is welcome to use it, okay. but it, it's, it's, it's what we are doing otherwise is uh, working with any email service that you might have and, and particularly useful if you have many so I, I'm running it already it's not ready for prime time but uh, well it's good enough for me at least <laughs> you just put yourself down a bit there. <laughs> um, so actually digging a little bit more beneath the surface what is the the engine behind Vivaldi? So we are using Chromium, okay. uh, building a browser from scratch. We've done that, obviously, before. Yeah. But uh, realistically, there's a reason why Google is based on the Apple yeah. product that is based on a Linux product. Yeah. Uh, building a browser from scratch is just not feasible in this day and age. But I seem to remember that the early build, at least, still identified itself as Opera. Did you switch engines or no, something? I mean, Opera or? we built from scratch. No, no. The, no, Vivaldi has never identified as Opera. It did when I tried it, which was confusing. But That's... That, doesn't sound right. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe it was a, a temporary bug. <laughs> yeah, if, it, if we would do that, that would be a bug. Maybe it was someone having fun with you. I don't know. That could, that could also be. <laughs> but so, so it's based on Chromium, okay, yeah. which also gives you your developer tools and things like that for free, I guess. Yeah, we still yeah. have to do a lot of work because yeah. we're doing well, things the hard way. Free-ish. 
yeah. I mean, because uh, so underneath you have the browser, but mm. the user interface of the browser itself, instead of building it natively like the other browsers are doing, mm. we're doing it in web technology. So we're building oh, okay. the browser in the browser. Okay, okay. Which gives us the benefit of being uh, it's cross-platform. E- e- are you using easy. Electron? Or? No. No, okay. We, we are doing things the hard way. Okay, all right. Electron would have been easier, but we Slow. didn't feel that it would... Well, I mean, we needed certain things like being able to handle extensions. Okay. And yeah. we were also concerned about... We, we are building on a code base from someone else. Building on a code base by someone else on top, on top of, of someone code else. Base. Yes. Is, 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 there's sure. a bigger risk in es- that. Especially for something like a browser where everyone is obsessed with performance and speed. And performance and speed yeah. and updates. True, true. Because if you have multiple levels of updates, if Electron yeah. would be late, we would be late. Exactly. Those yeah. kind of issues yeah. actually matter to so, us. Actually, picking up on something you just said about a feature you have or want to have, um, I mean, I have tried a lot of browsers. I, I've been using the internet since the days of uh, Internet Explorer 5.5, when it was still on Mac and Netscape and possibly even or iCab, I think I used to use a lot, a German yeah, one. Yeah, the, the Mac one. Yep. Um, but one of the things that always keeps constantly at the moment pulling me back to Chrome is extensions and plugins and the ecosystem. And I think this has also been a problem for Firefox, and which is probably the other kind of major competitor and then Internet Explorer, Edge, whatever Microsoft are kind of up to now. So will you be offering extensions and what format will they take? Well, is it going to be your, I, I, your I, own I, format or...? No, I mean, that's uh, one of the reasons why we're not using Electron. We spent all this time making sure that Google extensions work in Vivaldi. Okay. And most of them do. Okay. Well, this is good good news because it's half the reason I have a couple of extensions that to me are just fundamental to my workflow that are not available on Safari or Firefox and I just end up going back to Chrome all the time because of it. And they're pretty simple extensions. They're nothing complicated but just the the, the company that makes them just doesn't invest the time in making them for anything else. I suppose. And most likely yeah. you well let me know if, if there were any issues with your extensions mm. let us know and we'll fix it I'll have to try again I may have to wait for a mobile client because I do like to synchronize bookmarks that's what <laughs> um, well I mean there are actually third party solutions I know, there I've, that you can use I've for tried now, them but uh, yeah. you're right I mean we do want to have the mobile client and we do know that this is something yeah. that's required it's just uh, we are a small team and we take it one step at a time it's actually interesting though because um, one thing I noticed with uh, Firefox acquiring Pocket was it looks like to me that they're trying to turn that into Firefox's bookmarking system. It seems to be the way they've been promoting it in more recent versions of Firefox. And I don't know, I'm not sure if, it, if Pocket is overkill for, for bookmarks. I mean, we'll see. To kind of solve that synchronization issue because then you don't have to think about it because it's a separate. So Pocket is a service. solution from that, and that's yeah. the kind of thing that I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. That you could yeah. use third party services like yeah, Pocket. Which is a lot ones. nicer than. Uh, what was it X X marks or X marks is another one that which I've never use. I've never found very very useful, but I don't know. It always feels like anyway. We'll leave it there. Um, just so just sort of surveying the browser landscape generally. I mean, there was an interesting quote from an ex Mozilla employee I think last week saying Chrome's one, um, and laying out his opinions why, uh, and there's. Do you have any, I don't know if you read the article or have any similar feelings about just how hard it is to now beat that kind of behemoth with a, with a competitor? 
Well, I mean, the, the reality is, if you look at the history of the internet, yeah. and, and for me, there there was always the one to beat in many yeah, ways. Yeah, true. When we were starting with Opera, the big discussion we had was uh, whether we could compete with Mosaic. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and, and by the way, the, the, our resource group was divided in two yeah. about that because half of us didn't believe we could compete with Mosaic. You know, and then there was Netscape. And, yeah. and, and, and obviously, with Netscape, there was a similar situation. They seemed unbeatable to everyone except the, the little guys. I mean, the yeah. goals, right? Yeah. If you're into Asterix and the like, we felt yeah. like the goals, the little things that always would keep fighting. Yeah. And and then you have uh, after that there was Microsoft and yep. it looked like Microsoft was killing everyone off and and, and suddenly uh, they were not so invincible any anymore. Yep. Yep. So the current situation where you have the, the market leader has about sixty percent of the market, that's pretty far from the situation where the market leader would have ninety percent. Exactly, plus. exactly. So from that perspective, there is. Uh, I mean, Mozilla is still around with their own code base. Apple is still around with a different code base now than than Google. Uh, there is Microsoft is still around, and and we do aim to make a difference. I mean, yes, we are based on Chromium but I think we can at least uh, make a difference with regards to where the things are going. Yeah. We did that at Opera even though we were the small player the small player with up to 350 million users but yeah, uh, sure. but we, we did make a difference and, and I do hope that we can be, a, be that little voice uh, that actually makes a difference out there. I mean speaking on that front obviously this is it's a great attitude to have but how do you plan to, to, to pay the bills? to keep going what's the what's the the financial plan well we have a business model which is still and by, and by the way i mean mozilla there's all this talk about how badly they're doing they're making half a billion dollars a year i think last time i checked okay. just on firefox yes or mozilla as a whole well i think that's basically they don't make money off anything else probably uh, so, uh, I mean, w the business model is we need to get some users. Mm. Uh, the revenue per user that we had at Opera was about a dollar per user per year. So not a lot of money. But if you have enough users, it kind of all adds up. Okay. So our focus is to get, we believe we need three to five million users to pay the bills for the current organization. Mm -hmm. And then we can grow from there. Okay. And uh, if, if people get to us and, and support us and, and kind of start using the browser, that's all the thing we need. Yeah. We need users. I think we can make some difference. And is that revenue basically from advertising, or it's, it's basically search, search, yeah, uh, and and uh, some of the bookmarks we include. So if if, if you use the bookmarks, like we have a Booking.com uh, okay. link, for example, if you use that, there's a rev share okay. on that. Uh, there's no one paying us to be there. We just include yeah. uh, yeah. as a rev share. Okay, okay. Um, and how um, how how is Vivaldi uh, comparing in terms of performance? I think I mean because we are based on Chrome, ba yeah. because we are based on Chromium, you'll find there's it's basically more or less there. Some people are reporting us to be a lot faster, but I think it depends on how you're using the yeah. browser. I think the bigger value than you with a stopwatch looking at a page loading, I think the differences should be minimal between mm. us and, and and Chrome. 
but it's it's more in, in the actual usage you could see a massive difference okay. because I mean we have things like obviously uh, being able to handle a lot more tabs so that's okay. valuable right uh, with tab stacking uh, okay. with uh, tab stack tiling with uh, being able to save sessions to reopen later okay okay uh, with undelete of tabs really easily available okay with uh, again even the keyboard shortcuts I mean if you want to talk advanced you could put up a folder with your favorite bookmarks that you want open you could put uh, a, a keyboard shortcut for that and then uh, sorry uh, um, you could put a, a bookmark with a nickname okay so for example you could have a two digit uh, a two letter uh, bookmark you open that and it opens 20 tabs that's you try to do that in any other browser and it will take you a lot longer okay so we have these things if you have a certain way of working and you tailor Vivaldi to your way of working you'll work a lot faster or play a lot faster or or, or spend less time redoing the same things I mean to me the basics of the other browser is Groundhog Day yeah you start where you you start fresh every time with an empty window if unless you do something special yeah I suppose it's true and you're not really supposed to use the bookmarks which is why they make bookmarks that are not really good yeah and you're not supposed to use history which is why they do history they want you to search which is what the business model is about <laughs> while in our case yes. we just want you to be happy yeah okay okay um, do you I, I often sort of wonder, wonder and worry that you know, we now have basically I think two one or two main browser rendering engines and maybe one or two others that are not used so much uh, and even keeping tabs on who's using what sometimes I lose track of but does it do you think that's enough differentiation between the browsers or are too many using WebKit now just because it's easier or is that okay and what people add on top of it is enough to add the differentiation I think it's important to have competition so I think in many ways it would have been I mean I, I think the, the fact that Presto went away which mm. Personal, I believe, in many ways, was the best engine. I mean, it handled memory handling better than anyone else. It could run on anything. We could run it even on the server side. Mm. So the loss of Presto is is, is massive. Uh, and it's sad also because at Opera, we had more people writing web standards than anyone else. Mm. Hmm. So, uh, from that pers- perspective, it's a massive loss. But it is what it is. At least we have a few engines, so let's yeah. be happy with that. And, yeah. and uh, we, as a company, we can do things on the top, so we can we we can move the web forward through the things that we do in the user interface. And I can tell you, there's a lot of things that we can do there. Yeah. Just just watch what we'll do. We we will have a lot of fun, and we'll build great stuff. And the positive, of course, is the days of com- the days of those horrible irritating differences between browsers as a designer are not as bad as they used to be that's for sure they're, no, not, I mean, they're, they're not perfect but they're not as bad as they used to be uh, I mean we, we had to deal with the fact that in the early days one the web standards were not that well defined yeah okay uh, and secondly we had um, 
web browsers, I mean, the first web browser, like Mosaic, they tried to guess what you were wanting to do. The problem is when you do that, then you have to guess the same thing. And, and their engine was not really future-proof, mm-hmm. right? It was not structured, it was not logical, it, but it worked. Yeah. And the other browsers were then built on that because Mosaic became IE. Yeah. And oh, the, okay. the Mosaic guys made Netscape. Okay. Oh. Uh, so from that perspective, uh, it took a really long time where things were incompatible. And, and for the companies, when you were in this position, in many ways, they didn't want to change that. Because for, like, for Netscape, it was good for them that the pages only worked for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah. and, and for Microsoft, same it, it was the same. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. now we have a situation where we are more aligned. And the web's moved on as yes. well. It's, it's capable of more anyway. Yes. So, so it's a different yeah. situation. Yeah. I think it's really important to keep it that way. Yeah. We have to, because this wanting to own the platform. Yeah. A lot of the big companies, they want to own the platform. And, and, yeah. And, and, and yeah. For, the, for the world as we know it, that's a really bad thing. There's still a few trying to do that too much. But well, we are seeing yeah. it to some extent on the mobile side, right? Yeah. I, uh, I think the ones most guilty of it now are probably Apple, which is a, I think is going to sting them in the long run. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they are uh, making their platform more, I mean, like iOS is closed mm. from you cannot provide any browser. Uh, it has to be said, Microsoft is doing the same with their mobile platform and now Windows 10S. I know, that was concerning and obviously it's always claimed for security and performance and but... <laughs> It's it's, it's uh, not the truth, the whole truth, and no. nothing. But it, let's put it mildly. That's uh, yeah. it's just a more subtle way of doing what they did in the nineties. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I remember the days. I mean, when when uh, there was a time there when Microsoft was uh, trailing to Netscape, they yeah. went in there and yeah, they implemented yeah. the web standards yeah. better than Netscape, and yeah. they looked like the good guys. And then I know a number of standards people were kind of yay, Microsoft is doing the right thing, and then they realized hey they were actually they had that was the embrace and then there was the extend yeah okay. and then there was the extinguish so now it's like history repeating itself maybe I mean when a formula worked for these guys yeah. I guess there's they, they, they use them again but for us as end users and as, as for societies we need to keep our eyes open indeed so just just wrapping up like what's what's on Vivaldi's sort of uh, next few steps roadmap and what are you hoping to get out of pioneers uh, I mean really for us it's continuing to de- to develop the browser uh, I've already mentioned the mobile version sync uh, mm. I've mentioned uh, mail and then there's a long 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 list of ideas and then tomorrow someone is going to tell me a new idea that none of us had thought about and that might be that our next big okay. feature because that's how we yep. work yep we work uh, in an untraditional way in that way. And for me to be in Pioneer, it's, it's uh, getting the word out and, and talking also about the bigger pictures. Mm, mm. Uh, I did touch on the bigger picture during my talk. I didn't just talk about kind of building uh, companies, which is the, the main focus of my yep. talk. Yep. But I was also talking about privacy. Excellent. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs>